0: Top of the morning, afternoon, evening, and night everybody, and welcome back to another Palatoko podcast episode. So I might sound a bit different, and that's because I'm back recording on Garage Band. Um but I've adjusted the um the settings. So there's more compression right now. Uh, there's a noise gate and stuff, so it sounds a lot better than it did before. So I'm going to record podcasts like this. Um, until I make one with a friend, and then it will most likely go back to Discord for, when I do it, multi-humans. I don't know what to say about that. But anyways, today I wanted to do another one of those Reddit-type things. So I was just on Reddit, and I was just scrolling through, and I was searching up things, and I searched up one to do with vegetarian, or vegetarian. vegetarianism and veganism so if you don't know me i am vegetarian i have been vegetarian for the last about seven years or so seven to eight years now so it's been quite a while and you know i've enjoyed it i'm fine uh it all started off with my family watching documentaries and because i was kind of young i kind of just followed the crowd um and so, you know, they they were vegetarian, they were vegan, so I kind of just joined along with it. So then I became vegetarian. I tried being vegan, but, but then I was still drinking milk and still eating yogurts and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, and then eventually I watched the documentaries myself and realized how they treat animals and how meat is made and stuff. So then I completely became vegetarian on my terms. And then towards the end of living in Shanghai, we only ever had almond milk and oat milk and such in the house. We never had, um, we never had cow milk. So I've been vegetarian for a very long time, and I've enjoyed it. It's been fine. It hasn't been difficult at all. But yeah, so I was on Reddit and I was searching things up, and I searched up a vegetarian one, and it was interesting. And the the kind of heading of it, the change in my view was. Vegetarianism slash veganism are illogical lifestyles. And I was very intrigued when I first, when I first read that. Because I was like, okay, no, I disagree with that. It is a very logical lifestyle, not just for yourself, but also for the world. And what they did was they, was they just basically just put a bunch of um, bullet points down. So I kind of want, I'm just going to say the entire thing like I did before with the holidays podcast. Uh, and I'm just going to talk through what I think of each of the the points for this one. So, the full thing says this. There is no logical basis to support that vegetarian slash vegan lifestyle is superior or equal of that to a quote-unquote meatitarian lifestyle in totality. So they believe that there is nothing inherently cruel about raising animals for food Vegetarians do not live longer. Eating meat has been an essential part of human evolution for 2.3 million years. Eating meat is not cruel or unethical. It's a natural part of the cycle of life. As omnivores, it is natural we eat both meat and plants for food. Meat farming is not more destructive than traditional agriculture. And there is no logical reason to be a vegan slash vegetarian. So seven bullet points there. And I want to go through a few of them because... I think it'd be kind of interesting just to kind of give uh, my view on it. And I've done a little bit of research as well, um, and also my own knowledge. And let's just dive into this. Okay, so for the first thing I want to talk about, I want to mix two of the bullet points together. The first one being, there's nothing inherently cruel about raising animals for food. And the second one being, eating meat is not cruel or unethical, it is a nat- natural part of the cycle of life. So the second you mention, the second somebody mentions that there's nothing cruel, it's not cruel or unethical, the entire argument of animal cruelty comes into play. And with very, very simple research, you can find all of this out. You can find everything you want out. Literally, one of the first things I saw was a website that literally said animal equality, and it's, you know, why factory farming is the largest cause of animal abuse in history. And it's very interesting... So a little statistic is that, I didn't know this, I learned this today, I was amazed, the industrial, I can't even speak, the industrial livestock sent to slaughterhouses every year is eight times the human population, eight times the human population, we've just hit eight billion, so that would be 64 billion animals being sent off to slaughterhouses every year just to feed us that's all it's for and that's only industrial livestock on land that doesn't bring into account every fish and every aquaculture and everything to do with the ocean and freshwater that is just fish i mean that is just pigs chickens cows and that sort of thing so the fact that, you know, eight times the human population is sent, to, is sent to slaughterhouses, there is no other time in history that more animals have died or suffered so much throughout their lives. You know, animals nowadays are literally just turned into machines. Animals are just machines nowadays. A lot of ways of how these animals are farmed are in these things called factory farms. And essentially factory farms are windowless sheds. I will say that again, they are windowless. There is no, no natural light coming in. It is windowless sheds with artificial light. That is all that they have. But the, the picture that they put on it was about was all these pigs. And the pigs are so confined into a cage, they cannot turn. They do not have the ability to turn in their cage. And this is considered acceptable and standard to the industry, which blows my mind. Another thing that they do, um, for mainly for chickens, is that chickens, I mean, sorry, chicks, like newborn chicks essentially, are sent to these things called fattening farms and they just live there for 42 days. They get fed a lot and they just get fat and then they get used. These chicks, these small chicks, are never able to meet their mothers. They are never able to feel the mother's protection and the care. And if one is born and it has a little hope of survival, then that one animal is just thrown away like trash. It's just thrown away into the bin and not used and just discarded. It's horrible. And the dairy industry is one of the cruelest production cycles that exist, and this is quite graphic, and this is what I've learned from today. And it's about how dairy is produced. So mother cows... Female cows, they are artificially inseminated. And when they get born, the calf is taken away at birth. Now, it just depends on what gender the calf is, right? So if it's a male, then the male will be essentially immediately killed for veal. Immediately killed for meat. Whereas the females will then be used for the next generation of dairy production. So the calf is taken away and then all of that milk that the mother was going to give to the calf is stolen. And it's used for human consumption. And when they stop producing milk, they just inseminate the mother cow again. They just inseminate them, and then another cow- calf is born, and then they take the milk away. And it's just this repeating cycle, and it's horrible to think about. And that's, I learned that today, and I'm very surprised about it. And I will most likely reconsider my thoughts on me drinking milk, because that is horrible. Anyways, on to the next point, which I wanted to, which I wanted to touch on, um, is, you know, vegetarians don't live longer. And the thing on Reddit, they actually linked a study made by a German cancer research center. They did a study between completely vegan. So no meat, no eggs, no milk, no nothing. Um, and and then you had, uh, what was the other one called? Vigo... Vegan, Oco, like vegan something where they don't eat any meat, but they drink milk and have eggs, and then you had non-vegans, so they would eat anything that they want. And then it says that the, one of the first things that they say after after stating this is that the predicted number of deaths was meant to be about around nine hundred, but the actual number of deaths was about five hundred. So they stated there was a reduced mortality due to the deficit of deaths. From, to, from circulatory disease. And then the next thing that it states is that total mortality was unrelated between vegetarians and vegans and non vegetarians and non vegans. And I think that's where this person got it from because it says they've said vegetarians do not live longer. But then a line or two further down, the, the same study. The same study by the German Cancer Research Center says that vegetarians had a 30% lower risk of dying from ischemic heart disease compared to non-vegetarians. And the first thing that they stated about it being a reduced modality due to deficit of deaths from circulatory diseases is directly linked to heart disease. So the same study that this person linked onto their Reddit, the change in my view that they put on Reddit, just completely contradicts the point. You know, vegetarians have a 30% lower risk of dying from heart disease compared to non-vegetarians. And another study, I just searched it up afterwards, and another study from Sanitarium Health Food Company, they said, on average, vegetarian men live 10 years longer than non-vegetarian men. And vegetarian women live up to around 6 years longer, on average. It's just very interesting, because eating meat and not eating meat there are, there are differences, obviously, in diet, but one does help you live longer than the other because one has fat. One can link to the diseases which are linked to fat and the capillaries and heart disease, etc., etc. But anyways, that is another one. Vegetarians don't live longer. There are studies which say they do live longer. There are studies that don't live longer. Okay, so the next bullet point I want to talk about is the bullet point where they said eating meat has been an essential part of human evolution for 2.3 million years. Now, obviously, I I can agree with this in some sense. You know, there's many many vitamins and many... Oh my gosh, I can't speak. There are many vitamins and very mineral... There are many vitamins and many minerals that come from meat. So like iron, zinc, and especially B vitamins. B vitamins are very, very prominent in meat and is good for your diet. But for nowadays, it can be found in other foods. Now, just can be found in any other foods, and there are also so many more calories and proteins from plant-based foods, which I will mention later on in this episode. But not everything needs to come from meat anymore, and it might not have always come from meat. But what I'm saying is that not everything needs to come from meat. Although it was an essential part of human evolution for the past two point three million years, it's only recently. It is only recently where there's the overproduction of animals and this overproduction of animals is destroying our planet faster than we, I think we even notice, especially with the production of beef and cows and methane, because cows burp methane. If you didn't know, they burp methane and methane is 25 times more potent than carbon dioxide and it traps so much more heat and it is a massive greenhouse gas, which directly contributes to global warming and it is one of the biggest reasons as to why our our earth is heating up essentially all of this overproduction of animals leads on to the next point i want to talk about which is the meat farming is their point that they did on, on reddit which says that meat farming is no more destructive than traditional agriculture which is false Well, in my eyes, it's false. It is. I completely disagree with it. So, if we break it down to the amount of land on Earth, and just break it down from there. So, the Earth's surface is twenty nine percent land. Now, of that twenty nine percent of land, seventy one percent of this land is habitable, and fifty percent of this land, of this habitable land, is used for agriculture. But seventy seven percent of that 50% is used for livestock, meat and dairy. And the 77% is used for, the gra- for grazing land for animals, but also animal feed production. The, it's such a large proportion of the land to grow crops for the animals to then feed us the meat. The amount of land we could have if we just, if we just planted plants for us to eat... Would solve so many problems. But the fact that we have to have so much land just to feed the animals, just to have the meat. It's it's it is very surprising. It's very surprising. And go back to what I said before about there's so many more calories and proteins from plant-based foods. Meat. So the 77% of land for livestock meat and dairy produce less than 20% of the world's supply of calories. Less than 20%, 83% of the global calorie supply is from plant-based foods. Plant-based foods, not meat, plant, it's, I didn't know this, I didn't know this before I started searching these things up and, and researching, I was very surprised. 83% of global calorie supply from, are from plant-based foods, and then also for proteins. You know, meat produces less than 40% of the world's protein supply and 63% is the global protein supply is from plant-based foods. Less than 40% is from meat, dairy, and livestock. And there's a big... Art. Every single time, you know, I, I tell someone that I'm a vegetarian and they're surprised by it, they're like, oh, where do you get your protein from? Oh, where's your protein in this meal? But yada, yada, yada. There's more protein in plants than there are for meat. Obviously, if you obviously if, like if i had a plate just full of green beans and you had a massive steak on your plate your steak put, most likely has more protein than my green beans that is that is true that is a fact but then it also depends what type of plant that you do eat some things like i think it's chickpeas have a massive level of protein and that could have more than a than a slice of meat on your plate it's, it is it It's just interesting. And I was very surprised when I learned about that when I was doing the research for this. The next point, now the penultimate point I want to talk about is them saying that as omnivores, it is natural we eat both meat and plants for food. And it's true. You know, our teeth are made for both plants and meat. You know, our teeth are unspecialized, which reflects our mixed diets, because carnivores they have very prominent canines and incisors which rip and cut away flesh, whereas solely herbivores are plant are flat and broad teeth to help grind plants. And we've got a mixture or two. But like I said before, there is so much protein and so much calories come from plants that we don't always need meat. Obviously, it's natural that we eat meat and plants, but we don't always need meat. And even, let's say, a hundred years ago, that could be an argument. But nowadays, it's also the state of the world. There are so many fossil fuels and greenhouse gases for producing meat and coming from meat production. So there's so many greenhouse gases and fossil fuels being used to help make the meat. But then it's also the cows themselves, which are, you know, producing methane, which is linking to global warming and greenhouse gases and heating up the planet. And then this all links to global warming and climate change and the and the melting of icebergs and the melting of albedo mir- albaido mir- it's just it's just crumbling and i could go on, i could go on for a very long time about this i've done a lot of research on climate change and i've done a lot of research on tipping points i could continuously talk about it but i'll leave that for another episode and the final point i want to talk about is them saying that there's absolutely no logical reason as to why someone should become a veg- vegan or vegetarian and I think, to be honest, I've kind of just answered that throughout this entire podcast. Them saying there's no logical reason to be a vegan or vegetarian, I'll sum it up. First of all, the plants give you more protein and calories than meat does. Simple as that. Number two, animal cruelty occurs 24-7 from meat production. That's another one. And the third one is that it's just better for the environment. Obviously, people can say, "Oh, but so much land is being used to, you know, produce agriculture for you guys." But there's so there's seventy-seven percent of the of seventy-seven percent of the agricultural land that we do have is only used to feed animals. If, for example, that seventy-seven percent of land got cut to let's say forty percent, and then we had sixty percent of agro of the fifty percent of agricultural land to produce food for ourselves. That would solve so many problems. We would have so much more food for ourselves. But we don't. Because we're just... We're growing these foods. Giving it to animals. Killing the animals. And eating them. But anyway guys, that's going to be the end of this episode here. I hope you did enjoy. I kind of really enjoyed um, talking about this and researching this. Because I thought it was really interesting. And... there's so many things that I didn't know before this. Obviously, I had some some ideas of things, you know, I've learned things in the past, obviously being vegetarian, but, like, I did not know that 77% of land is used for livestock, meat and dairy. Like, that was, that blew me away when I first heard about that. Um, and just some of this person's uh, viewpoints, I was also very, very surprised about, very um, concerned about, but... Everyone has their own opinions, and it gives me content, so I'm happy with it. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoyed, and I will see you all in the next episode. See you later, guys.